Now welcome back to another podcast, man. Blog gang, gang talking. We back, man. We are episode 20. Right now it's your boy Jay Stu, across from me. We got T Raw in the building, and we got a special guest. Hi, hello, hello, Lord. hello, hello, everybody. What's going on? Good, all is well, can't complain. Gang, 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 you already know what the <laughs> going on, man. Yes, sir. So in today's episode, we wanted to talk about black-owned businesses. And I thought it only right to bring in one of the persons that helped me get started. <laughs> you know, Lori here, she helped me with the branding and the shirts. So I kind of wanted to hear from your experience, like, what is it like to be in business? Oh, my gosh. So much to say. Like, mm-hmm. being in business, is, there's a lot of pros, like, right? Money, independency, mm-hmm. you know, having yeah. that your identity, your brand. But then there's some cons, you know, a little struggle sometimes yeah. that you got to put into. But I think if anybody is interested in yeah. wanting to build and just kind of, you know, make money for themselves and set their own lane, definitely try to seek out entrepreneurship. Yeah. I mean, entrepreneurship is for those who are willing to work. We've already touched on this a little bit before. Yeah. Exactly. Willing yeah. to work. Listen, if you already have a day job uh, yeah. and you're complaining about nine to five, yes. <laughs> don't be an entrepreneur don't because even, don't even. that's 24-7. Yeah, yeah, that never 24/7. stops. 24-7. Yeah. So how yes. long have you been doing business? Um, well, for the business that I've been doing, which I helped you with, kind of started maybe like in 2018. So I'm coming into five years, which is like they say, normally, if you can hold on to five years, you should be thriving, which I am. But um, yeah, so five years into my current business, which is New 8 Prints. Ideally with New 8 Prints, it's like print shop stuff, also business concierge things. So like helping business start up and legalize, becoming an LLC. Yeah. Also, you know, doing business cards, flyers, oh, wow. t-shirts, all those little caveats. I didn't caveats even know thing. the full extent of everything you did. You wow. see, that's what I said. We need to, but she you got many know. plates spinning, man. Y'all be complaining <laughs> about, oh, I got to press a button for a gate or, you feel me? It don't matter. Like your, your job is simple because your boss already laid out the lines for you. Exactly. exactly. You know what I'm saying? And then we got to go out here and find out how to do taxes. We got to find out how to employ people, mm-hmm. doing work shifts. And if you're your own, like you're the only one manning your own shift. Right. Exactly. Everything. Yeah. And that's me. That's my mm-hmm. story because I'm like a one one woman, one man band type of thing. So I kind of run my yeah. stuff, operate it accordingly. It's just about when you do that, being organized, yeah. having time management because it gets a lot. I'm yeah, still a human. I have exactly. a regular life. Exactly. You know, I'm a mom. So it's like I have to find a way how to balance, balance. it. Yeah. All right. 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 No, that's key in everything, you know. I, I heard that from a young age. Sometimes you can't, like, put all your eggs in one basket. Right. It's all about, like, diversifying yourself and trying to find a way how to find the middle in everything you're doing. Listen, because you need, like... Because one thing, not good. That's what we hear in Jamaican culture. Exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. But you have to. You got to kind of... Don't spread yourself too thin, but mm-hmm. also, for me, I feel like you have to have, what, seven, eight strands of income to definitely try to make to sure make that yourself is sustained. Absolutely. You know, so we that, need multiple. That was the, um, the formula that they laid out for us, like, I think like 2014, 2015, you start hearing people talk about passive income. Mm-hmm. And then you start hearing people, oh, they want to do their business startups. Correct. But there are a lot of businesses that don't last, right? I right. was just actually looking up some statistics. Mm-hmm. I'll just share some stats with you. Nice, just nice. to hear like if you agree with some of these. Like, of course. Um, you know, they're saying 
Seventy percent of black business owners are happy with their business. I don't even know about that. Mm -hmm. You know, because there's so much black businesses where I feel like they don't hold that level of professionalism. You know, like you, you being there is a nuisance to them. Right. Like, damn, like, you know what it is? It's funny that you found that. So like when you think about 70 percent, 70 percent of what population? Right. Mm -hmm. Because when you think about black business owners, yeah. you may be really looking into like the mom and pop stores or things that's actually legalized is what's a part of that percentage. True. So all of these companies that's like I'm doing business, but I'm not legal in the state yeah you're not a part of that 70 percent yeah that's true you get what i'm saying yeah. so thinking about that having businesses it doesn't really start and last long because you don't have the right foundation yeah. so if you have the right foundation and then you're motivated you're determined ideally you can stay afloat and then you you, you can kind of last yeah, yeah yeah so definitely want to be a part of the 70 percent <laughs> you definitely want to be a part of the 70 percent like and you also want to enjoy what you're doing in life you exactly and that so, just makes it easier because if I enjoy getting up, then doing what I'm supplying doing. for whomever I'm doing it for, I'm going to be okay with spending the extra time. Exactly. And that's why people, when they go to the regular jobs, they're like, oh, you know, I got to come here. I got to go to work. I don't want to do no overtime. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Exactly. But when you're a business owner and you're passionate and enjoying what you're doing. It's like, it's like, oh, I, I'm excited. Like when I'm like, you know, it's crazy. I'm going to share you personal story with me mm -hmm. I left high school not knowing what I wanted to do right and I feel like a lot of people do that but I was literally lost like I left I went to Jamaica I remember my dad gave me two options because he didn't have to raise me he was mm -hmm. like, I was already 18 he looked at me and said you could either get a job or go back to school is and that like I a Jamaican so culture thing? Because that's job. my dad's and mom said the same thing. <laughs> like, either you're in school or you got a job. What are the two? That's the typical black family right there. Once you turn 18, they're like, bro, I don't got to have you in the house no more. You had to get door. a job or get there. <laughs> what? <laughs> which isn't always the best way, just simply put it. Because you don't want to put somebody out there when they're not yeah. prepared, which goes into why after two years or less, a lot of businesses don't last. Exactly. You know? <laughs> And some people get in, heading over there, like getting over their heads because they're so invested in the dream. They're not thinking about all the legalities, all the little different stuff that go into it, the nuance around it. They just want to make the money. Exactly. But they're not looking at how to make the money, how to keep the money, how to keep letting that money revolve and make, you know, bounce off of one another. How to reinvest the money into yourself. Exactly. exactly. You know, and the business is always going to need money to be reinvested into it. A lot of people think, oh, I got this. Oh, I just got a quick five hundred dollars. I'm about to pay my bill. That did not help grow your business, right? Because there's no profit. You didn't put it to the side. You're not allowing your money to revolve over. Exactly. And that's what it is. You want to make money for it to regenerate. You don't want to take from your own personal pocket and then having to fund your business. You want your business to fund itself to then exactly. fund something else. So that exactly. So you could fund another venture if you need to. Yeah. You know, and that's that's the crazy thing too. Is like I feel like. We're not taught these things, you know, mm -mm. with, with, with the way how the public school is set up here, you go to public school, they're teaching you how to work. Correct. Go Pretty work much. for the white man. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the black kids that get into trouble, they expect you to be a drug dealer. Mm -hmm. They expect you to turn out to be nothing. And a lot of that, that's why I said, even when I left high school, I felt like that was my route. I, yeah. I felt gravitated towards the negativity yeah. more than I did towards the positivity. And it wasn't until, I feel like when I started 
finding my own, like was when I started living on my own during right? college days. Mm-hmm. You start to learn more about yourself and you're like, all right, so I can't tolerate what comes with this negativity. Correct. Because I can't sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about things I shouldn't be worried about. Exactly. If I was doing things the right way, I would have to worry about it, you mm-hmm. know? So it's like, once you go through that and then you're like, all right, how am I going to win? How am I going to play the white man's game and win at the end? Right. And again, it's not even it, it, in in the world eyes view it's mm-hmm. it's categorized right as the white man's game. But for me, it's anybody's game. We all bleed the same. You get what I'm true, saying? True. Paper is available for everybody. And I yeah. think black people has to take that mindset out to feel like I'm behind somebody else. Mm-hmm. I'm standing right beside you, if no, not in that, front of you. So true. the same opportunities that one person has, another person we all have. It's yeah. just like you said, education. Most of the times we're not taught a lot of these things in the household. So we walking out blind. Yeah, so right. you coming out at 18, what am I supposed to do? I'm, I'm lost. I don't know because we don't have the guidance in home. Exactly. Because our mom and our, our pops probably didn't know what to do to tell us, oh, do this with your money. Or if you want to, you know, be an entrepreneur, do this first. Take these classes. You Take those that. classes. Educate yourself. Because, you know, just to add on to what you said, though, I don't want to get too far off. <laughs> because I did find a stat that supported my argument mm-hmm. where... Black business owners, it says just 1% of black business owners are able to obtain business loans in their first year. Right. So when you think about getting a loan, you have to go to a bank. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You have to sit in front of the white man and be like, listen, this is why I need your money, massive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but, you see, my viewpoint on it is, is different, right? Because I guess I feel like instead of mentally putting out the sense to feeling like I'm trapped. Yeah. I think about it as in this is an opportunity because most successful businesses, they're not using their own money. You're yeah. using the capital from somebody else. So banks, loans, those are the things that you actually need to to get your business going. You don't you want to use business credit. Yeah. So that's why the mindset of, oh, I have to go to this bank, I have to sit in front of the white man, I have to beg for his money. No, I want his money. Because I don't want to use my own. Exactly. I want to sit on my own yeah. and then be able to use their money exactly. to be able to come up. Exactly. But again, you're not taught that. You're it's a mindset. And listen, white people from their young, they know about credit. Yep. They know, all right, from their young, I've seen it happen even countless of times. Even kids I've gone to school with, mm-hmm. 14, 15, they'll start saving up. I'm talking white kids. They're saving up their money. So that, all right, once they start having little bills or something, they already have money that they're paying, building up their credit. So by the time they're leaving high school, do you see them driving that Camaro? Do you see them driving these cars? How you just, how you got that car and you have no money? No, he has good credit. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I grew up. Like, honestly speaking, I'm not really like not a part of the percentage that was probably raised like the norm where their parents really didn't have any education to teach them. My mom actually taught us that. So from a young age, my brothers, my sisters, I remember when I was maybe like five, six years old, the first job that I actually went to to get a check was at Sun Sentinel doing the newspaper packing. Wow. My brother worked there. My all my sister I worked there. Right my there. mom said, you going to go work there too. <laughs> Had the people. Mind you, I'm only five, six, but they actually gave me a little check. I got a check in my name. I used to take that money and deposit it into a bank account. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, I was given some of the insight. Yeah. My mom, she gave me the information, but she didn't tell me how to use it. So yeah. that's where for me, I ended up falling back into having to figure out my way. Right. Yeah, exactly. But I was actually 
in a household where it was like, no, this is what you do with your money. This is how you save. This is what you look for. This is how business is handled. So having that information still helps. Exactly. Definitely helps. Definitely it pays helps. off in the long run, you know, and I feel like it's, it's what we're taught. So that's what that's literally what we're going back to. Exactly. You know, as you're as you're when you're a kid, what you teach your kids is what they'll grow up to be, you know. Certain instances, you can override it. Mm -hmm. Everybody can override what you've been taught. Correct. But it makes life easier when you're taught the right things from the jump. From the jump. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Easier, easier it's pathway. Easier pathway. No no more rocky climbing. Like, you can already see the bad things before they happen. You anticipate better mm -hmm. because you're already taught. It's like you want to, you want to, your plan fails because you failed to plan. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? So. Yeah having the foundations, having some information. Definitely back to what you mentioned about the credit thing. Credit is very important mm -hmm. because your personal credit is what helps you initially start to work towards getting business credit or what you do for your business. Like everything kind of works together. Balls in the same circle. <laughs> and nobody knows that our black people and our black households really don't know that. They don't know. Which is why for me, when, when I took the opportunity in my business, I try to educate. Yeah. Tell, yeah. I don't mind sharing my I information. See, I see that, and that's what I'm saying. It's, it's good that black people, black people don't have that culture where everybody's showing love. Everybody's trying to one-up one another. Crabs in a barrel mentality. Right. That's you know what I'm saying? Oh, he's blowing up. I don't like that. Like, <laughs> you know, like, it's crazy. And then even even some people I know, they'll post stuff on Instagram talking about money. If you're not making this, then you you can't even compare to me. What? But like, what? like, before you talk about that, why don't you tell people, okay, I made my own pathway doing this. Start your own course. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm going to teach y'all how to make money. Yep. Support your brothers. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Because you can make money again starting your own course, teaching people what you know. I don't want to be at the top alone. I feel like there's no party up there. It's Even though I can have a party by myself, right? But yeah. I want my people with me. You want to have a crowd. You want to be able to extend because that way it's a village, right? It's a village. It's a tribe. Everybody exactly. works together and black people need to do better with that helping each other I feel like, and passing information on. Yeah, and just like how you said with passing information, I feel like we're in the times now where people are trying. Mm -hmm. Because when I was a kid, it was obvious black people was not helping each other. They would sit on each other and step over each other, see you mm -hmm. on the ground crying, bawling. Like, I remember as a kid, I was in New York. Mm -hmm. This was my first taste of America. Cause came up from Jamaica when I was seven. Mm -hmm. And my uncle used to have this um, bootleg store. Like, literally, he was selling CDs, but really, how he made his money was bootlegging movies. Hey, I remember yeah, that. Was, was the <laughs> I still got my Friday 1, 2, 3 CD video and all you the are, other ones. <laughs> he, would, he would tell us, hey, Jordan, we're going to the movies. I see him come out with his tape recorder. <laughs> I probably got a few of his uh, DVDs. <laughs> yeah. That no, that was a hustle though. The hustle was, was definitely moving, he was moving. Yeah, you going in the movie? He like, all right, that one over. Come on, Jordan, you want to watch the Hulk? Let's go. <laughs> and you just excited? What for free? Oh, yeah, what? I'm watching three movies, four movies in a day. <laughs> you know, it, to me, I thought he was just spending time with me. He was right. doing his business. Right. right? Right. And I realized the first time we ever had an issue was when this white man saw him with the camera. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, I know you. I know what you're, you're planning to do. Mm -hmm. Or whatever. Keep in mind, he's been allowing. The reason why he gets away with this is because he has people who allow him to Right, win. right. But this person, seeing that he has his own storefront, mm -hmm. he has his own things going on for him. 
So, instead of letting us in, he made a secret report to get us in trouble with the police. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're trying to counterfeit movies or whatever. Oh, my goodness. Just because. It's a, and it's not a white person. Mm -hmm. It's another black person who walks by that street we, we work at every day. He's seen my uncle coming up, doing his own thing, paying yep. his own bills, managing his own business and employees within it. And he said, no, nah, I want to tear that down. It's the hate, the envy, yeah. the jealousy. You know, and my uncle was telling me from a long time, you know, and I feel like a lot of black people get the same brainwashing mm -hmm. where he'll tell me, you can't trust your own people. Mm -hmm. It took me forever to rewire that thought yeah. process. It's based on what you give is what you're going to get. Correct. And who right? you affiliate yourself with. You exactly. also have a choice of who you trust. You exactly. also have a choice of who you want to do business with. So exactly. at the end of the day, you have to take accountability. If you knew you was working with a snake and then he uh, did Come something from birth. in the back. That's on you. You yeah. got to take accountability of that. So exactly. I like what you said about just unlearning things. Sometimes we are taught and programmed certain things. Some are good things, but you got to kind of strip it away. Yeah. Keep what you know is valuable that's going to actually benefit you in the long call and just delete and trash that other stuff. Exactly. Because, you know, at the end of the day, some of these things we're taught just hold us back. You know? Definitely. Where you could have had a blessing because now I, like, oh, I don't trust my own people. Somebody was trying to show you some love now and now, yeah, oh, I don't trust him. Right. He, he not, he, he's, it's not genuine. They just want something or they're trying to get something from me. Or, exactly. But it's not always that. But I get it because, again, how we was raised, how we grew up, just our people in general, our history, yeah. it, it's, it's kind of a yeah, natural thing. The environment thing. we come from. Yeah, the environment, too. Because I can tell you this. like I know some people right now who are not going to show love. They're just going to. They just gonna watch what you're doing, mm -hmm. right? That all they care about is, oh, where's he at? Because they don't really care if right. you excel or not. Mm -hmm. They just want to know, okay, I'm still above him. Yep. But it's not about showing support. And I'm trying to mitigate. I'm the type of person I show a lot of love, mm -hmm. right? Because I feel like it doesn't matter if you give it back to me or not. I know what I'm giving into the world. It's about what you're doing. Exactly. You're not doing it for a return of something either, exactly. which makes it genuine. Exactly. You know, if you expect nothing back, it is so much smoother. You know, ha do you have any experiences where somebody, like, you know, tried to undercut you or try to snake you in any kind of way when you were just starting out? Um, I might have experienced a little bit of something, something. I think we all yeah. do. <laughs> but again, it goes back into what I said. I have to take responsibility about who I trusted around me. Um, yeah. Because, again, I did have somebody that was around me who I felt like, you know what? I'm going to help them. They're going to yeah. help me. And it was it was very mutual initially. Right. I help you. You help me. But then it got to a point where I just feel like I was doing a lot more helping. And then the, the giving or the supporting back kind of reduced and became minimum to none. And it just kind of made me feel uncomfortable. So I was just kind of like, ah, yeah. you know what? Yeah. I'm going to just move a little differently. Nobody likes anything one-sided. Yeah, no. Yeah, you know, and, and that's that's a lot of this, this thing that these people in the world expect. Like, you're going to be one-sided, showing some one-sided kind of love. No, I'm going to show you love to an extent. Mm -hmm. And then once I see it's not reciprocated, I move on to the next. Mm -hmm. you know? That's how it goes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely so, agree. I'm going to see if I can find another statistic to talk about, and then we can close up that point. No problem. Absolutely. All right. Very good points. Okay. 
Well, we are some of these statistics we already covered. Like thirty four percent of black business owners start their own business because they want to be their own bosses. We talked about that. And we remember, if you want to be your own boss, that's fine. But just know that you're going to be putting in way more work than what you was doing at your nine to five job, which is fine. But you got to be dedicated. You got to be dedicated. Yeah. Even even something simple as a hobby. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. You turn a hobby of making videos. Like we turn a hobby of making videos. Into... What you know is valuable. That's going to actually mm -hmm. benefit you. No, it's playing live at the same time. <laughs> so the the little hobbies that we have, we turn it into making videos, like making YouTube videos. Because at the end of the day, you want to have fun, but you also want to see where it can take you. Because it's like that one regret in life where mm -hmm. you don't chase your dream. And then you're like, damn, what, what if I had, you know? I've experienced that. That's like me now. Like, mm -hmm. as I was younger, I was always like, oh, you know. My aunt always told me how, oh, you have nice legs and you, you, you walk like a model and you do this and do this. And I, I, I didn't really let it sink to me. But then as I got older, I'm like, you know what? I think that's something that I really might want to do. And, and then current day, Lori Chanel. <laughs> that's who we have. I go. model. I, I've been in videos. You know, I love to do photo shoots and things like that. So it's like I'm just growing and excelling. So definitely exactly. have to start from somewhere. Yeah, everybody has to start from somewhere. You hear that? Start from don't, somewhere. Don't ever doubt where you're at. You know, belief in yourself is all you got. Literally, that and God. That's it. God first. We want to put the universe in God yeah. first, definitely, for sure. Of course. Not getting too religious because, on y'all, but... No, we don't want to get too religious, but, you know, everything... You have to have something that's bigger than you. Mm-hmm. A source of something. Exactly. And even when you're working towards a passion or a goal, if it's self-centered... It will, it's only so far it will go. Mm -hmm. It has to actually provide value to the people who mm -hmm. you're giving the service to. Correct. So Correct. that's another thing. So you start a business, make sure you actually have a service to provide people. Uh, I know uh, some people yeah. just be saying, oh, I'm going to do this. And it don't really benefit nobody but you. Like, how, how is that a business? Right. Right. Um, and everybody likes to just say, I'm, I'm doing business. I, I got my own business. And it's fine. Yeah. But let's let's do more than just say it. Let's do something about it. Let's actually actively, you know, do things pursue to it. pursue it and actually make something happen. So yeah. I just would like more of that in the world. <laughs> we need all of that. And even right now, like it said, I read this one statistic here. It says just 4% of, of startups, business startups, mm -hmm. are launched by black women. You agree with that? Well, I am a black woman. It's not typical, <laughs> right? Um, even the industry that I do, like, it's not typical for a lot of black women. It took us a long time to even find a voice, right? And to, to, fit, get, here. to get here and to find a place. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that number over time is going to continue to increase, right? Mm -hmm. But my whole business that I do, my New Eight Prints. Yeah. It's not a lot of women that's out here talking about graphic t-shirt making and business card printing and, you know, trying to do with paperwork and stuff you like know, but that. What I like about your route is you try to also get into the mind of the person who's getting everything done. Mm -hmm. Like you've always been like, even with me personally, mm -hmm. you'll come and say, OK, so how do you want it? This and that. All right. So. Future reference, we setting up, all right, this is how we do it to make it look more professional, mm -hmm. plan it out. So I'm learning with you. I right. learn how to do invoices better, organize things better, line up my design better so mm -hmm. that people understand what I what it is I'm asking. Right. And a lot of people, they don't do that. They'll just be like, oh, they take it. I'm just giving what he wants. And that for me, because my brand is on this, right? And exactly. people should care more about the quality exactly. of their work because... 
I don't care about me making a thousand, let's say, shirts for somebody, but then every shirt crooked and this. Trash. Nobody trash. Nobody going to want to come back for that. So for me, it's quality. Quality yeah. is very important. How What you present, and that means that's me. That's a representation of me. Exactly. So I'm going to need that to look right. Exactly. And I'm going to make sure I educate and teach you because if I know what your goal is, mm -hmm. then let me give you the tools. Let me help and educate you because then you can, one, become independent and do it for yourself and then help somebody else. So I like to keep it, keep a snowball effect. I teach you, you teach somebody else. We all teaching. <laughs> we, all, we all moving in, in our own way. We all have our own journeys, our destinies. Because that's, that's what my dad taught me, you know, it's like everybody has their lane. Mm -hmm. And one thing I used to get caught up in was watching somebody else and they're like, damn, bro, they already ahead right here. Look how I'm wasting my time right there. You can't do that because mm -hmm. later on, you don't know. You could be a millionaire by the time you're 32, Correct. right? You might, the actions you're taking now could pay off five years down the line. But you're so focused on the now mm -hmm. and what they got. You don't know what they did to get what they got. Correct. And sometimes right? people don't do the right things to get what they have. And just as fast as they get it, they can lose it. Exactly. So you can't look at what somebody else have and, and be envious of it or like, damn, yeah. That ain't me or I can't never get there. To remove can't and remove try and let's do. Exactly. You know, actually, it's funny. I don't really like Kanye like that, but I, <laughs> I watched a video about Kanye. He was like, there's two type of men. Mm -hmm. The men who say that they can and the men who say that they can't. And they're both right. Because mm -hmm. whatever you tell yourself is how it's going to play out. It's what you manifest out. Exactly. So you have to be mindful of what you say out of your mouth because, yeah, I'm very into the universe and what comes, what you say is going to come back, what you exactly. put forward comes back, all of that. So yeah. don't yeah. speak, I, I can't. I'm, I'm trying. No, you're doing. I am. You're doing. And that's the key. Like every business, that any business idea, learn. Try to find people in that niche. Find people close to that niche. Networking. Learn. Exactly. Networking. And even if it is like some ideas, don't be afraid to fail. And that's a lot of people's problem. They don't want to start something because it's like, oh, if it don't go right, then I'm going to feel like a failure. No, because you never know what something can bubble up into. Exactly. Something very minor over time can explode to something big. Like, yeah, listen. The guy who made Gymshark, I'm sure he thought his clothing was just going to be some little niche clothing for mm -hmm. gym people. Now you got people running wearing Gymshark. You got athletes around the world wearing Gymshark. Amazing. Right? And he probably never thought he would have got there. So mm -hmm. it's the same It's the same process. Trust in what you got going on and yeah. try to learn as much as possible. Yeah. That's all I really can drop on y'all. But <laughs> I wanted to ask you one last thing yeah, before we start this topic. Course. And I heard that you're doing shirt printing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, you're teaching courses and classes? Can you tell me more yeah, about that? Yeah, I'm going to end up running another one back. So, with that, that goes into what? Taking my knowledge, sharing. Yeah. So, I do these um, classes where I teach people how to print and press. Okay. Okay, yeah. so for anybody who may want to either get in business for themselves and or they're just interested, like, you know, for their family and friends, I kind of formulate a class. I'm going to actually make it where it's online based as well. As a course, yeah. but I also just do in person, right? Yeah. So it's hands on. Yeah. I bring my my machines. I get this. Okay, I get yeah. some shirts or some items. I show them. We walk through it. I do a presentation. I let them grab, touch, heat press it on. Show them the position and educate yeah. them. I actually love that. I've gotten some you really good teaching? feedback. I love teaching. That's good. That's good. 
I can tell you have a teacher spirit. <laughs> you have a teacher spirit. Is that a good thing? That's I'm just great, kidding. That's a great thing because a lot of people can't teach. I'm a people's person like I actually like it's weird because I like people but I don't because I'm like a whole little loner but at the same time like I'm very much a people's person I can get along with people I kind of mold and shift with my environments maybe because I'm a Pisces that might have something to do with it too but who knows but yeah I love presenting teaching my classes that I do is like engaging I get to one-on-one, people get to ask me questions, and it's different because when you go into like a bigger school or you're just looking on something online, people are not going to take the time to personalize the experience. And for me, I personalize my experiences when I do my class. So, it's always good. I can't wait. You just made me excited. (laughs) I got to check out one of your classes because, you know, funny enough, I've seen the work that goes behind it, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't know, but... Um, I don't know if you know uh, Tipito. Mm-hmm. So he has a, a print shop, and I was able to print something for myself. Nice. And I seen how you had to cut out the letters and mm-hmm. line it up, and then you gotta put, you gotta make sure you put the, I don't know what it is over it. You gotta put a material. The heat protector thing that the goes heat over. over mm-hmm. Then you press it, and if you press it too long. Yeah. The fabric's going to get burnt. It's Timing. Yeah, you have to know the material. Mm-hmm. Not all material has the same amount of heating requirements or exactly. pressure. You have to know definitely positioning because if you don't want to line something up properly, then crooked. by the time you heat press it, you can't peel that back up. It's stuck yeah. there. It's crooked. You know, yeah. so, yeah, it's a lot of tedious small things that comes into actually doing quality print press. Exactly. It's definitely a lot to learn. So, anyway, yeah, join the class. Yeah, I'll go ahead and tap in with her, man. <laughs> shout out. What's your IG for your um, print press? So, for my print press, you can find me. I am on IG and Facebook at New 8 Prints. That's N-U-E-I-G-H-T. Prints, which is P-R-I-N-T-S. New 8 Prints. All right, guys. Go tap in with her. She actually knows what she's doing. Take it from me. <laughs> All right. And we're going to see y'all in the next segment. Thank you. What's up, gang? We back, man. We here for some crazy reactions with Lori. Hey. Hey. So what's the first video you got for us, man? The business owner follows Steve on the bus and confronts her and gets her arrested. Hmm. All right. Y'all, I was Sunday fun down with my parents and I got word that this lady was stealing from the shop. So I left and followed her. Okay. Let's see how Let's that plays see. out. Why she had a close-up her face like I that? I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, <laughs> and got on the bus, which my employee notified me about. So I drove to meet the bus. Guys, okay, so this ragcast bitch is Oh my god. What? She big bold. She what? she pulled up on the bus. That's wow. No, that was wild. 
She was gangster though, like yeah, be like, I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up. Now yeah. you can go to jail, but you know, I won't. Don't recommend everybody just be pulling up on people. That's not safe. Well, that is definitely not safe. But yeah. she was brave. Yeah. <laughs> she was real brave, and she got her items back. What that girl felt so embarrassed. A black man receives a racist receipt from a black-owned business. Gets offered free passes and fries as a form of apology. What y'all doing if you get a racist receipt? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. What is a racist receipt? Like, was his name or something crazy? What? Find out right now. That's just a hashtag. Black nigger. We're gonna have to meet that up. They cannot do. They can't be serious. Why did they put that on the van receipt, bro? Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm like, how would you? Yeah, that starts though with the owner and then who they employing. Exactly. What are you doing if you went to somewhere to eat and they had black niggas? First off, did I even see that part on the receipt? Because as long as my numbers matching at the bottom and I'm paying the right total, I might miss the name that you probably put. Just honestly speaking, I might have not seen the thing say black, you know, I, I, I probably would have missed that. But if I did, you know, honestly speaking, I don't like to cause unnecessary havoc and waste unnecessary energy. Like, I get it. Definitely wrong. I could probably report it to the manager or somebody. For me, I take stuff to corporate. I'll take a picture of my uh, receipt and write a letter to corporate, and uh, I would have been getting more than just a, a, an apology and a, and a fry and something. That's people. People don't know how to uh, properly report complaints. Black people, y'all better become a little bit like Karen. Karen has some some sense of what she do and she do because it gets what she needs to have done. I'm taking a picture and writing a letter to corporate. That would have been me. Yeah, you got to put them out. I'm That's missing. crazy. I'm trying to get full compensation. I don't want no fries. My <laughs> meal would have been free Wait at no this way, point man. today. Everything. Wait no way. Give man. me a whole 12 month free, free, uh, yeah, free fry, I free stuff. Right. Eat here for free Honestly, for the whole year. If I experience something like that, like I don't spend my money at places where I don't feel respected or welcome. That's so right. honestly, I probably would have, if I would have experienced that, I probably would never go back there. Yeah, and I probably would have posted them on Facebook and, you know, just to get the word out. But I, I have a choice. For real, because they over here, they over here disrespecting. Because really, like, we spending our money. Yeah. And then even after the fact, I'm spending my money, you want to disrespect me? I can never trust the food again. Exactly. It's been on the food. People don't even be doing food. nothing to mm-hmm. nobody and they be disrespecting people's food. The world too evil for me. That's why I, I, I walk very lightly and don't cause no problems. Stay out of my way. Mm-hmm. I stay out of yours yeah. because you can't trust people. Yeah, look a bit at a Listen, they can't be hot. Don't listen, black. Oh my gosh. Yeah, for real. But I wouldn't just, I wouldn't spend my money back there. Mm-hmm. If I don't get proper treatment, I'm not spending my money anywhere. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy, though. Crazy. <laughs> black <laughs> nigga. <laughs> what? Oh! Stop mm-hmm. Yeah. I am Sir Black. 
I ain't gonna lie, he ain't really helped with the Instagram name though. Yeah, like I, I am Sir lie. Black. Nah, but maybe what if you told him? <laughs> oh, what you know how to be actually? What's your name? Oh, black the black nigga. <laughs> what if he now? What if he had flipping it? What if he said that the name was black nigga? Nah. Is it okay for the person to still put black on the on the receipt? <laughs> you know they witness preferred name and you know identity yeah. things. So if I go, now I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna go to somebody's restaurant and be like, if they ask me what my name, black, and, then, <laughs> and I just want to see if the people gonna actually do it. Oh man. Yeah. Because that, be that policy wise, like when you think about it, in this day and age, obviously we have a whole story. Yeah. From yeah. a company's perspective. Right. Do you do that? Like Nah, so many companies are afraid of going under now because yeah. cancel culture is real. And that's a, that's another thing I don't understand is how do you cancel somebody? Like isn't it easy for somebody to just go back on the internet and create a whole new identity? They can. But they want to cancel that identity. And then they're going to make sure you have to work harder to build it back up. Yeah. But again, you're only canceling one problem and not the overall. Yeah. So. And then censoring people is not fixing the issue. Right? Because no. there's a reason why they got that big. is because everybody aligns with their beliefs. Mm -hmm. So I think they more <laughs> should try to push a different narrative. Like, yep. okay, this is why it's not helping. Mm -hmm. Then to be like, all right, you, you don't get to talk no more. That doesn't make any sense. Because it's always trying to action with no explanation. And that ain't going to work, man. No. But that was wild, Yeah, though. no, but they, they, <laughs> they be thinking we're sheep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. That man say black N-word on the receipt. What? And they gave him a free fry and free something. <laughs> <laughs> so a black woman gets told she's in a white place and told to leave after going to a bar in Georgia. Oh, wow. Yeah, let me see. What's this? Let's see this. Let's see how she handles it. Yeah, that's me. Uh, how people handle what things. Yep. I'm not eating nothing from a place that said yeah, for me to leave. Yeah, that's the problem. You see, you acting like that only reinforces what yeah, they feel. Because they already feel like we loud, we black, we angry, we aggressive, we ignorant, we this, we that. I'ma be the I'ma be the little melanin Karen. Call me Melanin Karen. I know my rights. Right. Instead of Karen Carnet or something. Like talking tougher, what is that gonna do? Mm mm. But it's like you see her energy is you losing your energy, your heart racing, you big mad yeah. when you could have just got up and left exactly. and just said, you know what? You could have screened the place and then you could have just advised. But you, 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 you about to bless of them heart vessel trying to argue with people who don't want you there. That's fine. But she over here finishing her meal for real. I don't even want to eat that. You look like a racist. I lose my appetite. Oh my goodness. Now she coming for the man pocket. Nah, I, it's I'm just... I'm eating everything and they ain't paying for nothing. At that point, like, if you're going to tell me I, I can't... No problem. When you done, bill, bill is yours, too. Because the bill is for the white man. Or the white lady that's supposed to be sitting here there. Let them pay for it. You pay for it. That's how she could handle that way better. And that's how I feel about our people. Like, 
they have to be a little bit more conscious minded of how you respond and handle our issues. You don't got to be loud and yell and cuss and mm -hmm. you just, why? To be honest with you, in my opinion, this whole race thing is just a distraction. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the things that we battle on in this in America, it's all a distraction because they want you to keep y'all asleep. Correct. Sheep. But if you're not into video games, okay, I'm going to get you into the political side. Right. You know what I'm yep. saying? And I feel like we all need to wake up. Definitely wake up. So Waking up. so many things are happening in the background. Yep. Yeah, and they, like you said, everything for the that's in the tabloids, all distractions. Mm -hmm. And black people don't read. Do. And we just hear our friend told us this and that. We believe whatever that was. No, how about you start reading, doing your own research. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bro, they say if you want to hide something from a black person, put it in a book. In a book. Oh, yeah, that's facts. They, that's, that's definitely facts. something that I said, and I believe it because it's very true. Black people do not read. Um, you know, it's crazy. You know who, who you heard that from? We was in high school together with this teacher. Yeah, it's, it's just like an old saying. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's an old saying. Yeah. But he had us read a book and, a book on it. Um, I think it was Fahrenheit 451. I don't know if you ever heard. Oh, that, that was uh, oh, no. Mr. Scott. Mr. Scott. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mr. Scott used to be awesome. He he was he was wise. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, because we was young and we was like, yeah. we didn't really want to listen. Mm -hmm. But he's like, when you grow up and you're starting to see all the things that these older people are telling you. Yeah, become more wise and like it really resonates like, oh, that's what they were talking about. Yeah. And I think that's a cycle thing because all of us do that. When we're young, people trying to educate you and show yeah. you things, you don't yeah. really take it. Like you know everything. Right. Yeah. As for what it is and then later just on. Think, oh, yeah. He, he don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that ain't something yeah. important that I need to know I want to know right now. So you just brush that stuff off. But look, y'all talking about him today. So clearly, even though you wasn't paying attention or it didn't stick it with you, it's still, right, it had an impact later. Subconsciously, you stored it. Exactly. <laughs> Is it on the laughing note? He said he likes skin. <laughs> you know, this is a backpedal. That boy would quickly say it in here. Oh. That's when the Spanish want to be black then. <laughs> <laughs> they claim that they black for real. Come on. Oh. It'd be too funny. Only in Daytona. What? Why are they talking about it? they're going to have to jump? Right. This is, this is the reaction black people have. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just, again, ignorance on camera. Because so what if that man said to nigga, what that doing to you? If he did, keep it moving. Where the white people say I'm light skinned. Uh, My melanin just a little low. <laughs> just extra low. <laughs> Negative 2%. Bro, what is the world coming to, bro?
Oh, you can yeah. look at him and tell he's clearly white. What? Yeah, but he looked like he a street type. See, like he, you know. Yeah. Yeah, on drugs yeah, or you know what I'm saying, tight. Like he hot. Cause he street. came over there acting crazy. He can't. He thought he was gangster. He kind of walked. But why you joined the fight for what? What was the problem? No, but then when he saw a real African American, he was like, oh no, no, I'm just light skin. Yeah. <laughs> when he seen the, the 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 actual yeah black people. Yeah, he was like, yeah. Seeing what they was like, oh, you saying nigga way too much. Yeah, I'm light skinned. Yeah, like, get on his ass. Dang, that's funny. <laughs> that's the first I've heard of the light skin thing. That's hilarious. I think we're gonna end it right here because I don't know if we can find all these videos. So. Listen, gang, I had everything planned for y'all. We've been doing good the last three episodes, as we said. Last episode, man, ain't nothing gonna be perfect. You feel me? Oh, God. We just keep it real. That's we keep it real. <laughs> Better to be that way. Yeah. And then you, we, we, your fans, we want to see that. Nothing is ever perfect. You yeah. have something that you gotta fix. You wanna do? That's fine. Exactly. Keep yeah. it real. We want, we want the raw, the real, the honest. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's what pays off more because it can connect to it. More. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So we can end the reactions here, gang. In another episode, you know what I'm saying? Stay positive, stay motivated. You are already snow. Yes, sir. Hey. And that's with Lori. Lori Chanel. OMG. Oh, that was a good episode, man. <laughs>